0: Hello and welcome to Exploited Crimes and Technology. My name is Opal Singleton and we come to you every Saturday afternoon at three o'clock right here on AM 590 The Answer. Well it has been an interesting week for me. Uh, This organization uh, called Me and Kids is the organization that brings you this show. I happen to be the president and CEO of it and have been for many many years. And that means that we often handle real cases. We set with parents who have kids in trouble, and and uh, we we take cases. We we actually work with the Riverside County Anti Human Trafficking Task Force and support their work there. We've been their training and outreach coordinator for about uh, a little over 10 years now. So that means that we work in rural cases. And the reason I wanted this radio show and way back when, it seems like we've been on for a long time now is to educate the public about how serious some of these matters are, but more important, you know, I, I feel like from the bottom of my heart, This kind of thing just doesn't have to happen if we can educate enough people fast enough. Well, so much has changed over the years, and there are days I wonder if there's enough education in the world, and then there are other days I wonder, you know, is there a fix for any of this? You know, online social media exploitation just seems like something that shouldn't have to happen. Um, if we could just educate around it. And it's been an interesting week. I I have actually uh, met several people that listen to our show that I had never met before. They tell me how much they appreciate the information that they get, and that kind of information isn't readily available. I try to be uh, realistic about it. None of us are looking for bad news that we don't have to deal with. There's enough bad news out there everywhere we go. All you have to do is uh, watch that uh, evening news, regardless of which channels you watch, and you get plenty of bad news out there no matter where you look. Uh, I did see something funny this week, though. I don't. I think it's a scam. I don't think it was real, but it was funny. Whoever did it, they were showing uh, the NASCAR race racetrack uh, thing, and they were showing the Goodyear blimp over it, and it had a big sign on it that said "Don't shoot." <laughs> I kind of enjoyed that. That 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 kind of social media kind of makes me happy, but uh, you know, there's a there's a lot of other stuff out there, and I don't know about you, but. Uh, Every day it seems like we're just bombarded with so much information. And a larger portion of it isn't very, very promising or isn't very uh enlightening. It might be enlightening, but it isn't very uh positive, it seems like. And you would think that with so much technology, we could find a lot of good that we can find in our life. But I I um I had an insight last week, I, I did some speaking for a two week period out at the Beaumont High School. Amazing young people out there and great staff and a great principal and and like that, that really cares deeply about the kids and what they're learning and, and uh, what they're experiencing. But I couldn't help but just observe the young people in action. And I thought to myself, how oh, how challenging it is to be a young person in this day and age. On many ways, it, their lives are so much easier than ours. I mean, I I can remember being a teenager and, you know, uh, there was it, you just drove. I mean, you didn't have to go through all of these programs and like that. And uh, you got to go and do things. But they were organized things and you didn't have a lot of gangs around. You didn't have the kind of crime that we have. But one of the biggest things that I saw in that high school is there's 3,300 kids. And I thought to myself, how competitive is this? I mean, it, it is like moving through Grand Central Station every hour just trying to get to that class that you need to be able to graduate. And in the meantime, you have all kinds of obstacles and all kinds of uh, people that are taking a path off the beaten path, and you're wondering wondering about that. And yet there were so many positive kids who were really smart, really motivated, wanting to change the world. But it's not easy in a high school today. Well, one of the things that that most of you know that follow this show know that I talk about is online social media exploitation. And there's just a lot happening along those lines. And as I work with the young people and uh, I put on a, uh, about a. 55-minute presentation that was shared with the uh, Riverside County uh, uh, Child Sex Crimes Unit. We call it set Child Sex Crimes Unit, R-C-C-E-T, and um, it, it's actually uh, Child Sexual Exploitation Teams. But it's fascinating to watch the reactions as you talk about it with the kids. Some of them don't want to hear about it. Others are very fascinated by it. Others of them are kind of apathetic and like that. Well, that brought something to my attention that happened this week that I want to share with you. I received a email from someone I know, and I'm not going to reveal who this is. It's a female and a person who has known our work for a long, long time. And followed you know our efforts at trying to keep kids safe from predators, and this person wrote and said and I, and i this this means the world to me that they have written it because I think that we need to stop and talk about this. You know it's one thing to teach kids to be safe on the internet. It's a whole other ball game to get their parents' attention that this in fact can happen to them. Almost everybody I've ever met believes it's not going to happen. It's not real. People are um, over-emphasizing it and like that. This lady wrote, I have two grandchildren, a niece and a nephew, who all play Roblox and other games online. Yes, Roblox, for what it's worth, I divert a minute, can be used in social media exploitation. And because it's a child's game, I think so many people just don't even question that. I have mentioned to their parents, my sons and daughter-in-laws, and a number of times about the dangers. And do they know what their children are doing and who they're chatting with? Almost every time I talk to them, I get brushed off and nothing changes. Or they'll say, oh, yeah, I know about it. But they don't really, as their kids are on the devices for long hours without supervision. I've asked the kids if they're talking to strangers. This is this lady talking or sending a note to me. I've asked the kids if they talk to strangers and they say, sure, they do. And if anyone has ever offered them money online and they say, yes, they have. So far, it hasn't gone beyond that as far as I know. But I can see a a neediness in these kids for acceptance that I think makes them vulnerable online. I think the parents are so busy with their lives and working that checking on their kids' gameplay is just another item on a long to-do list. As long as the games entertain and keep the kid occupied, it buys the parents some peace. The parents don't see it as a priority as they don't believe it's going to happen to them or their children. I also think we are hit almost every day with some crisis, the impact of having 24-7 news, and that we're learning to tune it out or look at everything as an overreaction, like the boy that cried woof. So I thought this was interesting. I'm not going to read the rest of it because it's personal, but it hit me in a just the right place because I know that in the work that I do, the hardest thing we have to deal with is that apathy factor that I don't want to think about it. If I don't think about it, it's not going to happen. Uh, My kid's smart. I'll just, uh, you know, tell them to be careful. Uh, I'll check on them once in a while, but, you know, they don't. And that is one of the biggest challenges we have is not just educating the kids, but helping the parent overcome their apathy. I I get how it happens. They're not bad parents. It's just that technology is kind of complicated and everybody gets busy and we haven't even had time to check our own email or Facebook or all the other stuff. So how are we going to have time to look in on a video game that we don't understand even how it works or try to understand some app like kick or a Facebook messenger, Instagram that we might not use. All of those seem like they're huge obstacles to overcome But that doesn't seem to stop a parent from putting a child online on a device they don't understand. And so this is one of the real challenges that we deal with in this business is that kids usually are good kids. Now, there's always that kid that's going to take a chance and go off the grid and they will get hurt. There's no doubt about it. But what we're seeing now is a trend where kids who normally would never mess around on the internet are being sextorted and sextorted in a way that they take their own lives. I wanna talk about that in the next section so you'll recognize it if you see it. This is Opal Singleton, we'll be right back.
1: Are you tired of eating at the same old restaurants? Let me tell you about a fabulous Italian restaurant we found in Riverside. Mama Mia's Italian restaurant. Their caprese salad is exquisite, with candied balsamic glaze. All of their sauces are special recipes, using only the best olive oils. The salads are fresh and healthy. They offer a wonderful array of pastas, including shrimp scampi, capellini bolognese, and lasagna. They're famous for their gourmet pizza, and you can order online for takeout or have a special date for dining in with family and friends. Mamma Mia's cater special occasions and host private events. You have to try it out. Mamma Mia's Italian Restaurant, located at 10971 Magnolia Avenue in Riverside, one block north of La Sierra on Magnolia. That's Mamma Mia's in Riverside. Be sure to tell Michael, Alex, or Joseph you heard it on AM 590, The Answer.
0: Hello, this is Opal Singleton, millionkids.org. I believe the four most powerful words on earth are, I believe in you. So we created a challenge coin that says, I believe in you on one side and stand tall. You are loved on the other side. This one of a kind challenge coin is a perfect gift for birthdays, anniversaries, graduation, Christmas presents, or just an anytime gift for someone you love. What a powerful message for a parent or a grandparent to give to a young person. This two inch coin is made of polished gold. It's striking to look at and it is priceless to hold. It is packaged in a beautiful black velvet gift box. What a great way to leave a legacy of love that will last forever. To purchase this coin, go to millionkids.org slash gallery. Each coin is $25. Go to millionkids.org gallery to purchase and give a legacy of love.
1: Real estate sales in the Inland Empire are really hot. Sellers and buyers recognize that these low interest rates will not last. Sean and Colleen of Caldwell Banker Armstrong Properties in Riverside are proud to sponsor this show. They are the best in the Inland Empire. They're fair, honest, creative, and they care about you and your situation. If you're in the market to buy or sell a home, call Sean and Colleen at 951-529-4066. AM 590, the answer.
0: Hello and welcome back to Exploited Crimes and Technology. This is Opal Singleton, and we're talking about sextortion, new surprises. This uh, show talks about that quite a bit many of you know that we have a movie that was released this this year this past year uh it was proudest punch that it actually uh was in the running for an oscar It didn't get it but it's still a darn good movie the reviews on it are great the people who have read it are very very impressed it was even shown back at the pentagon uh and the uh, department of defense looked at it so there's a lot good if you're interested in seeing that movie. That movie is called Sextortion, The Hidden Pandemic. Sextortion, The Hidden Pandemic. You can also learn at it, about it by going to sextortion.com. Well, we had another case, much like similar of the cases, so many of the cases that I've talked about lately. And I want to talk about it. It is a sad thing, and I'm sorry to uh, you know compromise your Saturday afternoon but if you're listening to this show, it is because you are the kind of person who cares and wants to see the changes and wants to be able to help your fellow man, and especially young people. And that's why I'm going to share this show with you or this story with you. In this case, it's on Fox News. The headline was Father Warns of Instagram Sextortion Can- Scam. Let me start over. Father Warns of Instagram Sextortion Scam targeting teen boys after son's suicide it's a hard line to read for many reasons there is a trend let me just spit it out and say it straight so you know what i'm talking about in the past when we thought about sextortion what we would find are individual pedophiles or maybe groups of pedophiles and they would make friends with your child either a video game or through an app or dating site or something like that. And they would hook up and they would think they were friends and either they would talk them into sending a, a naked photo or a video or something like that. And then the blackmail would begin. They want more photos and they want more provocative photos and they would just take control of these kids' lives. And there was really, you know, it just drove them nuts. But, and sometimes as we saw here in the Inland Empire, the pedophile would show up at the house and horrible things happen, which happened not too long ago right here in Riverside. But for the most part, it was limited to wanting more photos. But there is a whole trend that started up this last year in a way that has absolutely set the world of advocacy on fire. And that that is led by myself, I will tell you that. People don't want to hear about it. They don't want to acknowledge it. But I'll tell you, it is now so prolific. You cannot look the other way. And I believe that that's very, very important. You see, what happened is over the period of 2022, the entire world became connected by Internet because of the 5G high-speed Internet transmission. And so now what is happening is that This Internet is going into all kinds of countries who normally would never be able to reach our children. This is places like Nigeria and the Ivory Coast and Pakistan and places in Philippines. And what they are doing is using the technology. Now, many, many good people in a country, one of those countries, are using technology for good. I want to make that straight. Technology is not good or bad. It's how you choose to use it. And it can be used for good to build, uh, you know, a better world, or it can be used to destroy our young people and their families. And we have to pay attention to that. We cannot believe that our kid is going to be smart to, to beat this because it is not happening. They take their very poor children in this last case, Nigeria, And they offer them jobs where they give them technology, which they can't afford. And they put them in a telemarketing center and they teach these young people to scam our kids. They they're young people, so they know how to talk to our young people and they they love technology and they know how to use it. And so what they do is have the kids play video games all day in a telemarketing center And they act like they're some 14 year old hot girl and our kids play video games. And it's just the craziest thing in the whole world. When you think about it, most parents have teenagers who play video games that that parent has never, ever played in their life. They don't know how it works. They don't know what's going on. They just say, you be careful on that thing now. And that's where it ends, because these video games are so complex. But I want you to think about this, Mom and Dad. How does a video game work? It isn't like it was three years ago or five years ago in a game like Minecraft, where you went into a small chat room with people you know. If you're on one of these games like Roblox or maybe Fortnite or uh, the PUBG games, you know, Sometimes you're on there with millions of other people and you're in a chat room and your child is playing a video game that if you will stop and get an avatar and play it yourself, will go, oh my gosh, what am I doing feeding this to my child? Those video games are full of sexuality and not just, you know, the old fashioned kind. They go from A to Z real quick because it's animated and they can except we put our kids on there while they're going through puberty and they're very vulnerable. And so now they're playing a video game where they're connecting to people all over the world that they don't know anything about and they want to please some of these people. And so what will happen is that they will hook up with what looks like a a guy who will hook up with what looks like a 14 year old girl and they're already sexually stimulated because they're sharing this animated pornography and they're 13 years old. Hello. And so there it goes. And, and they are just being human, but it was with outside stimuli and a lot of it. And the idea of being in competition, and this is what is happening. They are, the third world countries are using their kids and putting them in the video games and they begin to seduce our kids. So one of the things that happens is that once that photo is out there, and a lot of times they never send a photo. They they are almost to a point where it's like, well, I didn't send a photo. No, you didn't but you're on live streaming. That is a two way camera. If you do nothing else for me, mom and dad this week, sit down and talk about live streaming with your child, especially if he's 15 years old and six foot tall, okay? Sit down with him and say, let's talk about son, how a two way camera works in a video game, because you might be able to see them but they can record you. And that is how this is happening every time that we're seeing this take place in foreign countries. Well, Fox News had an individual on by the name of Brian Montgomery. And Brian Montgomery is the father, or what is the father, of a 16-year-old son named Walker Montgomery. This is happening to young guys that are straight-A students that are football players, that are homecoming queens, that are smart as a whip, that are great kids that you would never, ever, ever once suspect that this child or this young person would make a bad decision that will take their life. And that is what had happened to Walker Montgomery. He was approached online. He was playing a video game. Some girl was in the chat room. They become buddies she seduced him he forgot how the camera works and bam his life just changed forever all of a sudden here's this photo and they want money in the first place they wanted a thousand dollars that usually goes up you cannot give them enough money now i want you to understand something else about technology mom and dad Your child knows how to work with Bitcoin because they've been doing it online and video gaming for many years, most of them. And you probably don't understand how this works, but they do. And these online uh, companies that are out of Nigeria, out of Pakistan, out of Ivory Coast, they start demanding Bitcoin and your child suddenly needs a lot of money. And these people are absolutely ruthless. It is not like any other sextortion kind of thing we've ever seen. In the past, they wanted more photos. You know, they might want some money. They might want to meet up. No, this happens in 24 hours before any of us ever understand how brutal this is. And it becomes absolutely brutal. And this kid is panicked and they don't know what to do. And we have seen case after case after case after case where young men across the nation are taking their own lives rather than to ask for help from somebody. There was a warning put out uh, this last month by the FBI alerting parents. This is an absolute pandemic across the nation. This is Opal Singleton. Stay with us, we're gonna be right back
1: societal shift a world without borders and a home without walls this is the most important book you will read this year especially if you have children or grandchildren we are living at the most important time in all of history in 2020 the entire world will be connected by internet more than six billion people coming together Technology will provide many great advantages for our kids, but a world without borders for our kids is also a world without borders for pimps, predators, pedophiles, cartels, and organized crime. It is a home without walls because 87% of the kids sleep with their phone. It is the greatest societal experiment of all time. Our kids are technology geniuses and their parents are technophobic. Some are techno impotent. New apps come with no warnings on how a predator will use them against our kids. Advancing technologies like encrypted messaging, vaporware, artificial intelligence, cryptocurrency, and the dark net will challenge law enforcement, teachers, and parents to keep kids safe. Recent research states that 9,000 kids a day are being blackmailed with a naked photo, and 58% will meet their predator. It is indeed a societal shift, and one in which most parents are unprepared. If you are a parent or grandparent, teacher, counselor, or social worker, please take time to read Societal Shift. Only $18.99 plus $6 shipping. Order today at millionkids.org. That's millionkids, M-I-L-L-I-O-N-K-I-D-S.org. It'll be the greatest gift you can give your family and yourself. Order Societal Shift today. Million Kids takes checks and credit cards. Opal Singleton, the author, will personally sign the book and send it to you. Again, go to millionkids.org and order Societal Shift today. Join Million Kids, keep our kids safe from predators.
0: Hello and welcome back to Explaining Crimes and Technology. This is Opal Singleton with Million Kids. I wanna thank each and every one of you that support the work of Million Kids, whether you send us a donation whether you pray for us, whether you share the word with somebody, maybe you go online and buy some things on there that support us. We put some of our artwork on there to sell, by the way. I need to get a bunch more on there, but we sell, I believe in you coins. They make great gifts. I highly recommend that you consider sending an, I believe in you coin to someone that you know and love. It is a legacy that will never uh, expire. That will last forever. They're gold coins and they're just beautiful. Anyway, I want to get back to the case of Brian Montgomery and Walker Montgomery, because it is very, very typical. And I was uh, so, I want to say, maybe impressed or taken at least by the grace that uh, Brian Montgomery handled this. And I want you to think about it uh, as, as being in his shoes and understanding how that works. So what happened is Brian was a football player. He was the oldest in their family. They had uh, uh, one, two, three, three other children. These are the salt of the earth kind of people. They uh, look like they might live maybe in the Midwest somewhere. I I probably should look that up, but it doesn't matter. They were a healthy, wholesome family. Uh, Walker Montgomery was known for playing football. He was known for being uh, a straight A student. He He was your average child and uh, somebody that you could be proud of. When they talk to his dad, his dad uh, is uh, really powerful, I think, in his presentation. We're going to post this video uh, from Fox News on our Facebook site, millionkids.org, and uh, also Million Kids. I I think it's IE Million Kids for Inland Empire Million Kids. And you can go on or Million Kids supporters either way and i think you should see this interview with this father he a uh, solid man and uh, his heart is broken over this whole incident but he made some statements that i i wrote down he was being interviewed by uh, dana perino over at fox news one of the things uh said that uh, he's in a, a video chat like an instagram and it all started because uh somebody came on and wanted to connect with him that they knew somebody uh that 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 he knew that is almost always how it starts so it'll start out i'm a friend of a friend you know well and and you'll accept it thinking well you probably know them and if that's a friend of them and like that. i thought that was interesting uh one of the the things that went on there is he said after the incident after his son took his own life, they went through his phone looking for clues that they missed. Now, he said, you know, I had an agreement with my son that I could check his phone regularly, but I just get busy, you know. And besides, you know, he shows good judgment. And and so you just you always think you're going to do that, but you haven't or else you don't know how to check all of it. And that, that is one of the things that I highly recommend whenever I speak at churches, especially if they're a good-sized church, form a tech team and uh, have tech classes for your parents and your grandparents so that you can learn the various apps. You see, what happens here is almost always what will happen is they'll start you on one app and move you to another. They're trying to verify you're not law enforcement, and they're also trying to verify that you're willing to interact. One of the things that Brian said about his son, he said, and I I thought this was a powerful idea. He said, I think the phone is the best reference of who your child is. And uh, that really, since I'm in the business of preventing this, that really hit home for me when he said that. I had never really thought about it, but I think that that would be an interesting discussion to have with your child. I often get the question from a parent that'll say, well, you know, I want to see what my kids are doing and make sure they're safe, but, you know, don't they have a right to privacy? Well, you know, it depends, but I think that it's your phone, that you're paying the bill on it, and that you're responsible for the apps that you have decided to install on your phone, regardless of who's carrying that phone. And those apps will often have agreements that you have to be a certain age. And I've seen parent after parent after parent say, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm not going to give it to anyone under the age of 12. And you hit, I agree. Of course, you don't know what you agreed to. And then you hand it to your nine-year-old and say, you be careful. Well, you just said you're not going to give it to anyone under 12, but you did. So it is your phone, regardless of who is carrying it. Now, I believe it's also a conversation that you have with your child. You know, is I believe in you. I believe you're going to be a leader and you're going to set an example for your younger brothers and sisters or nieces and nephews or whoever is in your life. But because it's my phone, I'll check it from time to time. And we're going to talk about everything because you're the first generation with this much opportunity but you're also the first generation with this much responsibility to use it wisely and i need to understand exactly the apps you have and how you're using them there is a phone a phone out there by the way parents if you're thinking about it you might want to look it up called bark b-a-r-k it's a phone that has parental uh, oversight on it and i think it's a pretty good deal But what happens here is that parents get busy and they also get intimidated. And all of these are bricks that pile up a wall of apathy that mean that you don't really ever get around to checking. Mr. Montgomery said, you know, I I meant to check. I thought I would check. I thought I was checking. And then I realized I hadn't even looked at his phone for a long time. What happened is that this young man lost his life to a telemarketing company in Nigeria. How tragic is that? I mean, here is a young man who is brilliant, he's smart, he's, he's light and he's very talented. He's the oldest kid in the family and everybody looked up to him and here he got caught up in a telemarketing scam from Nigeria Simply by going on, it started with this Instagram kind of thing, friend of a friend, and it moved into a chat room, and there it went. When he went through Brian's, or um, Walker's phone, he said there was no sign whatsoever that he had ever done anything like this before. This is the first time he did it, but the first time he did it, it ended up ending his life. Because in a heartbeat, in less than 30 seconds after he sent that, that it was recorded, they start demanding money. And they're absolutely brutal, absolutely brutal on there. I went on to say, and he was saying that, uh, that the young man was, they, they wanted the money. He couldn't come up with the money. I'm looking for the wording. I wanted to get it just right here. He said something about um uh, you know, I'm going to end up taking my own life. And they ended up saying, go ahead, you're as good as dead. And because they are overseas telemarketing companies, they don't care and they are absolutely brutal. He said, the father went on to say, don't allow children by themselves in a bedroom, in a bathroom, anywhere with these phones without supervision because they are not capable of understanding the dangers that are on the other side, as a parent, that's something that I am having to live with as regret for the rest of my life. Because Walker obviously had access to a cell phone in his room by my by himself. And that's reality. He went on to say, I'm telling that just because I want other parents to heed that warning, because it's something that you can do to guard yourself against this. So it's an absolute, absolute tragic thing. Now, you say to yourself, a telemarketing company in Nigeria, what's that got to do with my kid? Well, there is an absolute pandemic of this going on around the world as all of these young people are in third world countries. We had a a case where the girl took her life. She was a straight-A justice student. She was 18 years old, and she was hounded by a telemarketing company out of Pakistan. There was another one out of uh, Salt Lake, a beautiful young 12-year-old boy Smart and and uh, really, really great. Had no problems that anybody knew of. And his was from the Ivory Coast. The challenge with this is that they don't give any warning. The kids don't, r- don't get any warning and don't give you any warning. They are so ruthless that the kid just becomes panic and they don't know what to do. Here's what I'm going to say, Mom and Dad. We need to get out ahead of this right now. If your child has a phone... Follow me and kids, pull up these stories, set down your child and show it to them and say, I hope it never happens to you. But if it does, do not panic. I'm gonna be right here with you and we will walk our way through it and we will find out who they are and they will pay a price. But you are too valuable to have this happen to your life. This is Opal Singleton, be right back. Hello, this is Opal Singleton of Exploited Crimes and Technology. Let me tell you about my friend Doris Anderson at RE-MAX Realty in Upland. She is amazing. She's kind, she's patient, but she listens and she's informed and she will help you with your real estate transaction in a way that works for you. Doris, in full disclosure, often supports the work of me and kids because she cares about young people. But she knows how to analyze a market, how to market a property, and how to find just the right transaction for both buyers and sellers. If you're looking to buy or sell real estate or invest in income property, contact Doris Anderson, at REMAX Realty 951 733 8899. That's 951 733 8899. 951 733 8899.
1: Custom Service Systems, a proud supporter of Million Kids, is a family owned and operated commercial cleaning company servicing the Inland Empire and surrounding areas since 1974. CSS takes pride in their ability to maintain the business facilities they serve and their long lasting relationships with their valued clients. CSS provides a variety of cleaning systems customized to client needs, including deep cleaning and disinfectant to be COVID-19 compliant. From basic office cleaning to windows and floors, CSS will clean up your mess so you don't have to stress. Custom Service Systems cares about families and communities and wants to give back. Custom Service Systems are proud supporters of Million Kids to keep kids safe from predators. If you need the best cleaning services for your business or corporation, contact Custom Service Systems at cssclean.com. Again, cssclean.com or call 951-781-934. That's 951-781-9345. You will know you found the best. Custom service systems.
0: Hello, this is Opal Singleton of Exploited Crimes and Technology. I want to tell you about a book I wrote called Seduced, The Grooming of America's Teenagers. It's all about how predators access, groom, recruit, and exploit our young people using social media, online gaming, video chat rooms. Technology is changing at the speed of light, and we have to understand how to keep our kids safe from predators. So you can get this book by going to www.meandkids.org. It's $16. I'll sign it, and I'll ship it to you personally. We hope that you will order this book, Educate Yourself About How to Keep Our Kids Safe in This Day of Changing Technology. Join us each Saturday for our radio show at Exploited Crimes and Technology at 3 o'clock on AM 590, The Answer.
1: AM 590, The Answer.
0: Hello and welcome back to Exploited Crimes and Technology. We are covering some really, really hard stuff today, so I want you to be good to yourself. I um, I wouldn't do it except that this is just going on and on and on. I, I think we're just getting started, quite frankly, because there's more of them than there are people like myself out here kind of telling the story. And they have the ability to set these up all over the world and go after our kids. So I don't believe this is like a short-term trend that we can say, well, okay, we lost a few people to that and it's over. It's very much like what is happening with the fentanyl wars where they're just coming in with massive amounts of fentanyl and putting them in things that, You'd never dream possible making them look like candy and passing them out and putting them in with other drugs and and things like that. Well, this is we're just getting started in this kind of thing related to sextortion. Uh, think about all the countries that are very, very poor that desperately need money. And now they have technology. I think. And I have given this a lot of thought. And I, I welcome your thoughts, by the way. You are welcome to write to me at OPAL, O-P-A-L, at millionkids.org, O-P-A-L, at millionkids.org. Tell me your thoughts on this. Tell me some ideas. I, I have uh, heard several already this morning that I thought were helpful. But one of the things we have to do is somehow start from, from the first stop. Okay. the first place, start way back at the beginning with our kids and say, I want you to walk through this with me, because I think the real problem is, and this is why we made the movie Sextortion, the Hidden Pandemic, to bring this story to light. But the real problem is, is parents and teens, number one, they're apathetic. They mean well. They think they're going to check things. But then, you know, my kid's a good kid and they'll be all right. And there's that kind of apathy. I also think there's a certain uh, amount of naivety or pardon me if I say ignorance, but at least a, a lack of knowledge, maybe an unwillingness for the right knowledge. I'm not sure. To understand how the world is made on the internet, how the internet comes together, and what the odds are that your child's really going to get violated. Uh, I would be willing to tell you that your child will get an opportunity to hook up with a stranger probably at least before the end of this week or next week. It's that prolific. You know, the FBI, a couple of years ago, before the whole world got connected, stated that there were at least a half a million pedophiles online at any given time. What happens is when we go online, we see what we want to see, but we kind of pretend that that's not out there. And we wouldn't do that, you know, absolutely wouldn't do that in normal life. If you... If you saw your child sitting on a train track and a train was coming, you would run and push your child off the train track. But what happens is you don't see the train and you don't think your child would ever get on that track. Except if you're going to play on a train track, the train sooner or later is going to come. And maybe that's a healthy analogy. Maybe it isn't. But the truth is, if two years ago there were 500,000 pedophiles, with the entire world being connected, it's no longer just pedophiles. It's organized crime that has a lot of money for technology. And they use it to create more money. And that is what is happening with our kids. It is interesting that they want money. And they if you go on, me and kids every now and then, we will give a a whole training program about this, where we show the telemarketing companies in the Philippines, where they had charts, where they're getting X amount of dollars. This is a a real um, telemarketing operation, and they are ruthless. They do not care what happens to your child. And they are also very, very quick. One of the things that parents, uh, and quite frankly, one of the things that we have always thought is that you will see a change of behavior and so that then you can begin to intervene. Maybe they've got naked photos and they want more photos. But with this situation, the child becomes very secretive and it goes very quickly and you don't have time for that change of behavior. So what I'm going to recommend is that you sit down with your child now and look these up. Now, go onto YouTube and put in sextortion uh you know, father, uh, teens commits suicide by torsion And just look at them case after case after case. You can go on the Million Kids site. We have them on there. My Million Kids Insider Alerts, we have them. Sign up for this sort of thing so that you can be knowledgeable. But what you will see is that they we have to advise our kids right now who they're up against. That's the biggest problem I see. We can no longer say, oh, my kid's smart, and it won't happen to us. We can't have our kids saying that, and we can't have mom and dad or grandma and grandpa saying that. It is happening, and when it happens, it's brutal and it's tough. So we need to sit down with our children early on and say, this is happening. And I want you to know that I hope you never fall for this. You don't have to send a photo. They're taking a photo of you on your video cam. So if that should happen, please, please trust me enough to understand that I will understand and we will work through it together. Should your child be in that situation, Riverside and San Bernardino County both have great cyber crimes units. Their sheriff departments have them, district attorneys have them, their local police department have cyber crime units or uh, child exploitation teams. They can stand in for you. Do not go on and alert that person or people, you don't know who you're talking to, that you know about it. Simply stop the communication and take all the information you have quickly down to the cyber crimes unit so they can stand in for you and begin to track back. One of the things you could do by doing that is not only save your own child, But you could save a whole lot of other children involved. And and by children, I mean 16-year-old teenagers, okay? (laughs) I don't care if they're six foot tall. They're vulnerable, and we've got to pay attention to it. That's what I think we have to do as the first step, awareness. I think kids need to know it, and parents need to know it. And you need to be able to see it, how it is, how it works, And be able to prepare your child so that if they get caught up in it, they can ask for help. That's the first thing. It is just tragic that we are living so many people's lives around the world that are just absolute superstar kids, but they get caught up. And these people, you cannot hardly stand against them without having law enforcement intervene. So I hope you will do that. So my name is Opal Singleton. This show is brought to you by an organization called Million Kids. M-I-L-L-I-O-N. More than a million kids are trafficked throughout the world. That's why it's called that. I hope you will follow us over at millionkids.org. Follow us on Facebook if you're on there. We have a private site you can join, Million Kids Supporters. That doesn't mean you have to send money, but... Uh, it does give you an opportunity to get inside training if you're an advocate of some sort or a pastor or a teacher or, or a counselor. That's a great place to get a training. In the meantime, I want to take this time to say thank you to all the people that have sent money into us that support our work, that help us, uh, support us through our prayers. This is hard, hard work. There are days I think, what am I doing? <laughs> you know, I've been doing it forever. But as this becomes more difficult, we need more than ever to be able to join together as parents and stand for good. And if our kids are going to live in the real world, on a world without borders and a home without walls, we have to get them ready. And that means getting them ready in a way that says, you know what, I hope this never happens to you. But if it does, I want you to know you can come to me. And we're going to work through it we're going to get the solutions and we'll get it quickly i hope it doesn't happen but if it does do not try to handle this all by yourself this is foreign national organized crime that you're into they have access to the world wide web and if your child is taking their phone to bed with them they have access to your child's bedroom so you have to understand it truly is a world without borders and a home without walls, and we've got to get this next generation ready for them. What is happening out there is truly tragic. My heart goes out to the to the Montgomery family. Uh, they're not the only ones. I, I could give you a, at least probably fifty more cases that I could think of. But I was so proud of Brian Montgomery and how he handled it with grace and and uh, wisdom for other parents, and and he understood where he maybe had some shortcomings and. Uh, and he's forgiven his son, and uh, he's got the rest of the children in the family that he's trying to hold together and support and help them through it. This is a tragic, needless loss, and it is important that we use this loss to educate others and to make sure that, that the bad guy can't win and that our kids can end up, you know, being on top of the world, understanding the best of life and not allowing themselves to be violated. We'll see you next Saturday at 3 o'clock on AM 590.
1: This message is all about Million Kids, the organization that helps locate missing kids throughout Southern California and educates to keep kids safe from predators. Million Kids educates school administrators, teachers, parents, and teenagers how predators identify a potential victim and the methods they use to recruit innocent kids. BMW of Riverside is a proud supporter of Million Kids. Visit BMW of Riverside at the Adams Street exit off the 91 Freeway or click
0: BMWofRiverside.com.